Yo, yo, and welcome to the first special episode of the Generational Gamers. Uh, this is something that I plan on doing as often as I can to fill that week it gap between the you know the normal episodes that comes out every other week. Uh, I am John, your uh, host today, and for the most part in these special episodes, it'll probably just be me, um, just because. You know, one of the reasons I'm doing it is because Ben and I can't get together to record an episode for every single week. So the original plan for these had been to uh, get together with someone that I can meet on the internet and talk about why they love playing the specific games they love. Now, this, yeah, I'm not going to say it's not working out as well as I hoped, but um, I'm realizing that, you know, you, you make plans and then you have to kind of change them a little bit to make them fit what's what the reality is. So, uh, I was actually very lucky this time, and after I was on an episode of We The Gamer Cast, um, I got in touch with a few different people from there, and one of them was Josh Stapleton. Now, Josh Stapleton is somebody who I'd seen his tweets, uh, I'd seen part of his conversations um, on Twitter, and so I knew he was big into the gaming community and big into podcasts, and I felt he'd just be someone to be fun to talk to. I reached out to him, and I mean, instantly he jumped on um, I guess part of which the timing worked out well, where he was going to have a day with his house to be quiet and he was going to be able to record. Uh, we, we ended up having um, some technical difficulties on both our sides, so um, the conversation got started a little bit late. Uh, and with that, uh, we probably could have gone on for a little bit longer talking about what we were talking about. Uh, what, also, that same day, now the day we recorded this was a day that the Switch announcement came out, and I never thought I'd say this, but the announcement of a new Nintendo platform actually altered my plans for the day. Um, you know, it's part of just working my way into this community a little bit, uh, you know, getting invited to be part of conversations and stuff that I never thought I'd have the opportunity to be part of. And Josh and I actually talk about that a little bit. We talk about... Um, the differences and the way things were back in the day as far as meeting people on the internet and how that kind of lines up into um, what we do now and all the conversations we have now on the internet. And then we, you know, we get into games and stuff like that. The, the other thing is a little bit different is whenever Josh and I started talking on Twitter, he, you know, he had mentioned that, you know, he was also doing some retro game collecting. So we actually spend a good bit of time talking about retro games co and collecting them um, he actually gave me some great advice on how to try to find some. So, some stuff I'm be trying to put to use as soon as I can. Um, so, I hope you enjoy this. Uh, I had a great time talking with Josh. Uh, if, you, if you're if you on the Twitter, uh, you could find him at cred underscore 81. Uh, he's always having conversations with people. He's very uplifting. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen him say a negative thing on there, which is great. Because that's you know one of the big reasons why I... I've gotten bigger into Twitter and left Facebook is because there's so much negativity and politics and this is the sandwich I ate and whatever else on Facebook. And, you know, on Twitter, I've been able to kind of narrow that down to just see the stuff I want to see. So follow Josh, uh, CRED underscore 81, see his positivity and, and the video game stuff he talks about and the conversations he has with some of the other people that I've, I've started to uh, meet recently. Um, also, you can follow us here at Generation Gamers at Gin Game Podcast. Uh, you can follow me personally at Johnny underscore Casino. Uh, if you want to email us, email me at generationalgamerspodcast at gmail.com. 
Uh, please shoot over. If you have any ideas, if you have games you want us to play, if you have stuff you think we should look at, uh, if you want to be on this, if you want to um, come and talk to me about either retro gaming or the specific games you play and why you love playing those games, let me know. You know, shoot me a tweet, shoot me an email. Uh, I'd love to have you on. I, I love just sitting here talking about this stuff. It's it's fantastic. I, it's 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 changed a lot of things for me recently, just because it gives me this outlet that I just I never had before. Um, I want to give a couple big thank yous. Um, the the first one is to my boy Isaac Martis, who drew the art for our podcast. Uh, after that, um, entered the band it used to be called Entertainment System. Um, check them out on Spotify or Bandcamp or on iTunes. Uh, they make hard rock metal versions of songs. The opening to this episode, and I think I'm going to use it for all my special episodes. The opening is um, like a Zelda medley that's done in rock. It's 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 fantastic. Um, so check them out. I want to thank OC Remix for our our. Um, music at the end of the show um oh also one other thing i want to tell you is you know ben and i are trying to work out other ways to do special things sometimes they'll be a little bit shorter episodes but we want to put stuff in between our normal ones and so i think we're actually going to be doing like a nerdy book club type deal and so i if anyone out there has suggestions for that or wants to be part of that um let me know we'll try to let, let y'all know everything we're going to be reading um we started this early just because ben handed me a book and said hey you've got to read this it's called ready player one and if you've not read ready player one and you're into video games you definitely have to read this book we'll talk about it uh, it'll probably air in a couple weeks um but we're going to sit down we're going to talk about the book uh it was the fastest i've ever read through 380 pages uh i read it in three days couldn't put it down it's easy reading but it's just a, an amazing story uh so so much fun um and then we got some other books lined up we're gonna read so all that being said i know i rambled for about five minutes it's not it's not too bad i guess um i want you to welcome josh stapleton so okay so first of all and i was gonna tell you this we're talking but um uh earlier you know for the last half hour while we've been working out our technical issues <laughs> uh but what's what's really funny to me right now is that um for the last few months, I mean, I've been listening to Gun Company podcast. Uh, I, I started getting real big on Twitter, uh, following a bunch of different ones, and I have seen your Twitter profile pop up all over the place. Oh boy! Just all these conversations, and then I would every once in a while I'd be like, "Oh, okay," you know, I'd, I'd click on your thing and kind of look through, and like it's just you know you responding and talking to all these different people. Right. Uh, so it's really strange to me, like you know, months and months of seeing like you pop up or hear you mentioned by Bobby Pauls or by Sean or by, you know, the married to the games guys who I just found, I don't know, a month ago. Yeah. Um, and then like, so now I'm meeting you, which yeah. to me is like, it's just one of those things that's like really strange about this community. I've worked my way into all of a sudden. Right. Well, it's, it's such a, such a different thing. So I went married to the games guys had their 200th episode, um, back in July and it was in Tennessee, um, where Gabe and Tim are from. And my, my brother and I, they they jokingly call us the street team. It kind of, if you go back and listen to some of the older episodes, some of my friends wrote into the show and said, hey, Josh got us listening on the show. And so they kind of started calling us the street team. Well, anyways, one of the things that's just so much fun about the gaming community is that you, you know, 20 years ago, 
None of this would be happening where you're like, hey, uh, I met met these strangers on the internet and I'm hopping on a flight. I mean, even when when I uh, when I was trying to convince my wife that I wanted to go to this 200th episode, she would just give me looks and she's like, so a bunch of people that you listen to their podcast, you want to fly across the country and hang out with them? And and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. <laughs> but you know, you, you interact with these people for, and not just the host, but you know the different listeners as well. You, you get to know them, you know, some more than others. And, uh, so that, that to me is, is one of, one of the coolest kind of going along the lines of generational gaming. That's one of the coolest things about this generation, in my opinion is, I mean, yeah, you have great graphics, you have, you know, you have gameplay and everything else. that's just superb, but, but just the interaction with one another, you know? Yeah. yeah and it's, it's something that, I guess I'm kind of new to because I, uh, I, you know, I, I don't have anyone to talk about gaming with normally. And so right. I started getting on Twitter, started following, and I started seeing like the conversation you guys were having. And then it was about the time that I went on um, the the GamerCast. Um, no, not the GamerCast. Yeah, right? We the GamerCast, yeah. Man, I don't know why I, I don't know why I always screw that one up. But it's about that time that I started like really getting into the conversations, really responding more to like the Nintendo dads and to, you know, the to Sean and some of the other people out there right. and, and stuff. So it's a it's a fun little a fun little community to to be a part of and to, to have these conversations. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sean is it's kind of funny. I, I met Sean through interacting with uh, Married to the Games. And then when I found out he had his own podcasts, I I checked out, I think We The Gamer Cast was the first one I checked out. And I'm like, okay, this is really neat. I really enjoyed it. And um, then he messaged me one time and was like, hey, do you want to come be on my show? And like I got this message and I got all nervous because I hadn't been on a podcast <laughs> before. And I'm like, and I'd been listening to his previous ones and like every guest of his was a podcaster themselves or like he had a guy that was um, a, a gaming journalist and I, and I was like, I'm, I, I felt so unqualified. I'm like, man, I just play video games for fun. I don't, you know, I don't do any of this extra stuff. But I was like, yeah, sure, let's let's do it. And and it was fun because we had been interacting for a while. And then uh, Bobby um, started interacting with him when I started listening to If We Ran Nintendo. And now Bobby and I are uh, every morning we're messaging each other because I don't know if you've heard he's doing the the weight loss thing. Yeah, I, f- I finally started watching those videos. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, so when when he first said, "Hey, I got to start losing weight," I had just barely got back into it, and so I messaged him and I said, "Hey, it keeps me accountable, you know, if I have someone that I can like check in with." So every morning I wake up and no joke, first thing I do is I message Bobby and say, "You know, I'm doing a calorie counting thing, and he's doing Weight Watchers." So I always say, "Okay, I, I stayed under my calories, or or I was a little bit over. How'd you do?" And that's like first thing every morning is is messaging him. So it's 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 been kind of this fun thing that is kind of this sidebar because of gaming. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And you've never met Bobby, right? Not in person, no, no. That's that is so crazy. It's it's almost like um, you know when you're a kid, you hear these stories about people that meet people on the internet, and it turns out yeah. to be some like stalker and kidnapping and all kinds of bad things happen. And now it's like, right. oh, you got a weight loss buddy out of this. Right. You know, and, you know, whatever interactions, I'm able to talk to people that I would never get to talk to. And it's it's definitely been a change. 
Right. Well, it's like I, I saw some some meme on the internet the other day that said something like uh, 1996. It said parents tell their kids don't meet strangers on the internet or don't don't talk to strangers on the internet and don't take rides from strangers. And then it said 2016. You know meeting strangers on the internet or using the internet to hop in people's cars, like talking about Uber. <laughs> um, and it's, it's totally true. I, I mean, obviously it's not the exact same, but, but yeah, it's just interesting how it changes. Yeah. And you know, it's like kids. I want to say kids now when they get older, they're going to be scared to go outside, but more than happy to meet a stranger on the internet. Right. Whereas like, you know, I was like my daughter's age. I was running around the neighborhood. You know, my mom just knew I'd be back at the right time. But if I had met some weirdo on the Internet, she would have put a stop to that instantaneously. Right. Well, I I remember I have three kids and a fourth on the way. My oldest, when he was first born, my wife and I would have these conversations where we'd say, "Okay, he's not getting a cell phone till he's 16. You know, we're not going to do all these crazy things. And now I look at it and I see the all these youth. I'm like, man, they're they all have phones when they're like. 13. I mean, I'm not saying we're getting him a phone anytime soon, but we got him a GPS watch where he can he can just call pretty much us and the grandparents. Um, so, so how how old is he now? He is nine. My oldest is nine. And if you were to say an age right now that you think you would allow him to have a phone, when would that be? I would probably say I would honestly say 13 or 14. My wife probably would still say 16 or 17. I think as soon as they start leaving the house more. That's when I'd want to be able to get a hold of them, but but it does scare me. Yeah, I mean, because I've, I've I've always put my foot down on this, and I know yeah. one day I'm gonna put my foot down. There's gonna be a hole there that I'm not gonna put my foot down on anymore. But it's like it's like they don't need they don't need one until they're driving. Right. right. But, well, that's that's the nice thing about this little watch is he can't really do much other than call us. But yeah, I can you know when I'm at work I can check and it'll show me his GPS. It'll show me that he's at school and so. Uh, so, hold on a second. So he could call you from his watch. Yes. Does he take his watch, put his finger on a button, put it close to his mouth, and talk into it? Uh, I mean, he he actually he doesn't hold it right up to his mouth, but I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of like a total like James Bond type thing. That is the greatest thing I think I've heard today. Well, no, I can't say that. Today's been a fantastic day. Oh my goodness. I. <laughs> but that's been the greatest parenting thing I've heard today. Yeah. Yeah. Today today's been. I've been so distracted. Today was my last day before vacation. Um, and then with the whole uh, Nintendo Switch, I keep wanting to say NX, but I guess now it's the Switch. Yeah, that's okay. So, not to dive too far into this, but you got to ask what are your thoughts on the name? I'm fine with the name. Um, <sighs> so I, I know a lot of, I know a lot of people are disappointed, but hey, I mean, we've gone through we, we, and we, you. I'll take both. Switch. Uh, I mean, and the rumor I heard before was like Duo. I heard Duo. I heard Revolution, which I think was the code name for the. That was the Wii, I believe. Was it the Wii code name? Yeah, because I know I Dolphin. Was was, Dolphin was the GameCube code yeah. name, I believe. But anyways, yeah, I heard all these different rumors. So I'm like, eh, I'm fine with Switch. It's the, from a marketing standpoint, it lets you know what it is. I think Duo, I'd almost be confused with like the dual screen from like a DS or a 3DS. Yeah. So I'm fine with Switch. I don't know. You know, it doesn't matter. I'm going to call it the Nintendo, and that's and that's all over. Just call it to. Nintendo. I mean, Nintendo's such an iconic thing that you can just say, "I'm playing Nintendo," yeah, and that's all you need to say. Yes. I mean, and sadly, that won't be for another five months. Yeah. So okay, so let me start by asking you this. So growing up, right? Uh, how how do you, oh 
Let me ask you how old you are now. I'm assuming you're about the same as I am. I'm 35. I, I'll oh, tell you. Okay, you're exactly the same as I am. Yeah. Okay. So growing up, what systems did you have growing up? So I know we had an Atari. I don't really have hardly any mem- memories of the Atari. We had the first system that I can really remember was the NES. Um, we had a Genesis. We, I mean, we had kind of all the main ones. We had Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, um, the PS1. I'm trying. I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but so you had, but you had the Genesis and the Super Nintendo. Yes. <laughs> did, did one get played more than the other? Uh the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, I had friends that had one, and I had the other. So I was never sure, like a, a, a dual household, if one just kind of got pushed to the side most of the time. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Each generation comes along, and when it first starts, I always say, okay, this time I'm going to be focused. I'm only going to get one system. And I think pretty much every generation I've always got, yeah, at least for the last little while, Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox. Like Even though I tell myself, okay, this I'm just picking one. You know, I was eventually, you know, I might not go out right away and get them all, um, but so, I'll, uh, I'll so pick right them now, up. So right now you have all three? Yes. What is your go-to between all of them? Um, gosh, it's hard. I, I, I play the PS4 the most. Um, I actually probably play the Xbox One the least. Um, I really like, I know the Wii U's been kind of a failure, but I really like it. I really enjoy it. Oh, it, it's my go-to system right now. Yeah, I, I don't think it has um, enough games, but the games it has, especially all the first-party ones, are just such high-quality games. Um, but PS4, I probably play more just because uh, the online interaction. Um, I, I don't have, uh, I don't subscribe to Xbox Live. Um, you know, I've thought about it but i just do, i don't do you I don't subscribe to the playstation one i i do i do ps plus um i just i just don't use i don't play multiplayer enough to justify paying for two of them but yeah yeah i mean i have so i don't have a playstation i i just have the xbox which funny enough i had i've had the playstation one two and three and in this generation i want xbox instead right which apparently i did that backwards according to most critics but but I get the the um, the Xbox deal because it gives me the free games every month. And right. I'm, it's it's all these games I never played. Right. right. And I so. I thought about it for that reason, but then I also have all these PS Plus games that That's there's true. only been a handful that I play. Generally, the games that I want to play, you know, I'll I'll go out and pick up and and you know I, gosh, I've been playing so many different things I, I wrote down kind of in preparation for this i wrote down kind of the, the games that i'm uh currently playing and it's no wonder i hardly ever finish anything because i'm playing like six different games at once so so what are you playing right now okay so um i just barely finished gears four um i which i gosh i, I want to say i want to say i loved it i loved the second half of it i i saw your interactions with sean on twitter about that and you're you yeah. kind of like encouraging him to push through yeah and keep like going. keep going keep going man because the first half of the game i didn't hate it but it didn't really feel like a gears game it wasn't there's five acts i'm not going to give anything away i know the game just came out but there's there's five acts the first two acts to me just 
felt different. It, was, it wasn't until Act 3 that I finally was like, okay, this is Gears of War. And then Acts 3, 4, and 5 um, for me just went by really fast because I was really digging it. And uh, yeah, I just wish it started at Act 3. I think you could probably cut out all of Act 1 and all of Act 2. And and uh, yeah, so it, it was it was good. It wasn't great, but it was it was good. Um, so I just barely beat that. I just just last night beat Song of the Deep. I've been playing that kind of on and off for a month or so. Now, and that's and that's like a like just an indie kind of float along thing, right? Yeah, like, I is mean, it a puzzle game? It's it's an Insomniac game, so I don't know if 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 it's technically an indie, but it's uh, GameStop. Um, I might be getting this totally wrong, but GameStop published it. It's the first game that they okay. published. Um, and um, it's yeah, you're it's it's puzzle solving. You're in a submarine going through the depths of the ocean. Uh, you're this girl named if I remember her name, I think it's Marin. And you're trying to find right. you're trying to trying to find her dad. And it, it was fun. I mean, it's not the typical game that I normally play, but. But yeah, it, it was fun. The, the difficulty ramped up at, at the end, and I was getting really frustrated. I thought about rage quitting at a time or two, but I mean, I was really, I was right at the end, and I just kept dying. But is it mo- like how would you classify the game? Is it a puzzle platformer? Is it a like I mean, I'm just randomly yeah, spitting stuff mean, out. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would say puzzle platformer is is fair. There, there's a fair amount of of puzzle solving. Um, so yeah, I I think that's a fair way of of classifying it. It's a, it's a fun game. I, I have a buddy of mine, uh, Brett Bodden, who we text each other daily about what we're playing. I mean, we just get real geeky. And he had played. We actually picked this game up together at GameStop. And um, I wasn't gonna get it because I heard it was digital only, and I'm a big physical guy. But I, yeah. I, I I found out that they did make a handful of physical copies, so I picked it up a couple months ago. We we both picked one up. He beat it weeks before I did, but when I finally beat it last night, I was texting him and just saying, "Okay, it was it was a good game, but it wasn't a great game." And sometimes we'll even put like a review score, kind of like an IGN, nice. like out of ten. And I was like, "Okay, for me, I think I said it was like for me, it was like a maybe a seven seven. Like it's a good game, but it's not one that I'm dying to pop back in and replay right away. And it's one that honestly, I'll I played through and then I'll probably forget about it, you know, in a week or so and and move on. Okay. But but I was glad I played it. It was enjoyable. That's good. Um, so I'm, I, I finished those. I'm kind of continually off and on playing Madden. I've, I've Madden's a game that I've been playing since I don't I don't know ninety one ninety two. Oh wow, that's like the yeah. early Maddens. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it, it's ridiculous. I, I have a buddy that we every year will play each other. Now, do, in you buy, do you buy the new one every year? Every year. And every year I tell myself, this is the year I'm not going to buy it. This is the year I'm not going to buy it. And I held out this year for about two weeks, which normally I hold out for about two hours. Um, but I held out for about two weeks. It went on sale. I'm like, all right, I got I got to get it. And this year's mad. I know people knock sports games and they say, oh, that's just the same thing. This is by far, in my opinion, the best Madden ever. I mean, it's it's more than just a roster update. So there's, I mean, a lot of minor changes. If you weren't a big Madden fan, you might not recognize everything that they did differently but there's a lot more tackle animations it just it just plays really smoothly so um, so how how many seasons do you get through each year in a madden game you know when i was younger i'd probably play through four or five which isn't a ton um but now it's like if i make it through 
two, I'm I'm good with that. Yeah, I almost treat I almost treat it like the real NFL. Like if I can if I can squeeze in one game a week, you know, I, I'm good. And I'm I'm almost always the Bears. I I grew up outside of Chicago. I was gonna show you my hat that I yeah, happened yeah, to wear today. I'm, I'm a White Sox fan, so. Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't throw this hat on for your for your purpose, I, but I noticed after I put it on, I'm like, oh, like that'd be a good touch. Apparently, a touch in the wrong direction. But. Well, you know, I, I'm I'm not a Cubs hater. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm happy for them. I'm you know, my my brother, my best friend, my all my family, they're all Cubs fans. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not a Cubs hater by any means, but, but I'm a White Sox fan. So the one thing I don't want to be is that guy that all of a sudden when the other team is good, like, yeah, I I love the Cubs. Yeah. Like this year. Yeah. Oh, I've seen so many, you know, Utah where I live now is just full of bandwagon fans. It kind of drives me crazy because we don't have a baseball team out here. So when I first moved out here for college, um, was back in, 02 and I want to say it was 03 or 04 when the Red Sox won the World Series. I think it was 04. I, we're not going to we're not when the who won? When the White Sox did? The Red Sox. Oh, okay. Let's say we're not talking about when the White Sox won the World Series. Oh, no. That was 05. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. I don't know but, if you know uh, where I'm from, but I'm an Astros <laughs> fan. <laughs> oh, okay, nice. <laughs> uh, but uh but yeah, when when and I know this is kind of off topic, but when the, when the That's Red fun. Sox won it, um I was going to school at the University of Utah, and the year before, I never saw a single student wearing a Red Sox hat. As soon as they won it, every nice. student on campus all of a sudden was a Boston fan. And living in Utah, you couldn't get any farther from Boston, and it it drove me and my buddy absolutely bonkers. But yeah, yeah, bandwagon fans are pretty bad. Yeah. Um, anyway, so so Madden. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a thing. Uh, um, yeah, so I, I'll make it through a season or two. I think I was saying I'm, I'm normally always the Bears. Um, this year though, they're so bad, and it, the game is realistic that I just I played three or four games with them, and I'm like, all right, there's only so many picks I can throw with Cutler, and so I'm I'm actually doing. I'm not a Raiders fan, but I just figured I'm gonna pick a random team that's halfway decent. So I'm playing as the Raiders right now. I, th- I want to say I'm like five and one, but so, so would you consider that being a video game bandwagon fan? Oh, you, you, you've jumped ship on the team you love. I mean, I haven't abandoned them. <laughs> I just, I just want to enjoy Madden and and kind of going along the um, one of the things I was thinking about with with the theme of your show being generational gamers. I was kind of thinking about, like you said, what what are the games that I like to play and why I like to play them. One of the reasons why I like sports games, and and I know there are plenty of people that don't, but one of the reasons I like sports games is is being a sports fan myself. You know, I, I know the Bears are playing right now, and I haven't even checked the score. They're probably getting killed, um, <laughs> as every other game this season is. They they could have a terrible year. They could be absolutely horrible. Um, but you know, I could still pop in a video game, and I could play against the Packers, and I can beat them. Uh. Um, you know, or or you know, I'm um, I'm a big Bulls fan also, also and. You know, I, I could pop in NBA 2K and I can play it as as you know the 90 93 Bulls or 96 Bulls and kind of relive the glory days. And so that's always kind of like through from when I was a little kid to now. You know, when I was a little kid, I was playing you know Madden you know 92 or NBA Live 95, and and it was always fun to to kind of replay those memories. And it, it still is. For me, you know, I'm a, I'm a big when it comes to sports. I'm a big stats guy. Oh, so okay. I like playing 
and and working on you know checking out the stats of my players, seeing if it's you know fairly realistic or if it's like they say the video game numbers. And as iterations <laughs> of sports games have gone on, they're definitely more simulation. I mean, you can turn the turn the sliders up and down, and you can you know make it so it's you know like they say the video game numbers. But a lot of them are pretty realistic. So. Do you get the NBA games every year also? Not every year. Um, it's probably every other. Um, the last 2K game I bought was 15, and then I didn't buy 16, but then 16 came to PS Plus. Yeah. I've only just kind of touched it. I played quite a bit of, of uh, 15. Uh, I've only played a little bit of 16, and I haven't even tried 17 yet. But it's one of those things where I, I would love to, but... Man, you just—I—I've gotten to the point where where that backlog keeps growing and growing and growing, and especially as I've been collecting more of these retro games, it's just getting out of hand. Yeah. So, so I don't know. It's one of those. It's like, yeah, I could pick it up, but by the time I'll get around to playing it, it'll it'll be cheap because those games do drop in price fast. So. That's true. That's true. So, so what else you got on your docket? You been uh, you been playing? Okay, so uh, I just barely started playing Forza Horizon Three. I, I played through the demo of that. That's beautiful. About, about six times, and I was like, okay, I got. After I kept playing the demo over and over, I'm like, I got to pick this thing up. Um, so I, I blame Sean for that, since he understandable. Uh, he's been praising that. Um, since I beat Song of the Deep last night, I popped in uh, working on my backlog. I popped in Wolfenstein: The Old Blood. <laughs> uh, which is, um, I, I played the New Order a couple of years ago, and and I really liked it. I like the fact that it it's kept the Wolfenstein feel of kind of a classic old school shooter where your health doesn't just regenerate, where you have to go and find armor and and health packs, and you're you're low on ammo. So so that's been fun. I mean, I just barely popped that in last night. Now, um, now, then, are, oh, go are ahead. you are you a big first person shooter fan at all? Um. I mean, I enjoy them. I'm 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 not the guy that gets every single first-person shooter. Um, like I haven't bought a Call of Duty since Black Ops 2. I think was the last Call of Duty I bought. Um, but I, I like shooters. I kind of go. It depends on my mood. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, right after playing Gears, it just got me in the mood for for playing some more of a of a shooter. And I'll probably go back and I'll probably go back and replay more of Gears. But so those are kind of the newer things I'm playing. And then as far as uh, as far as kind of the retro stuff, I've been playing a little bit of Mario Sunshine. Which dude, I just started that. Yeah, a few days ago. Yeah, I think I heard you on your last episode mention it. Oh, um, that game is so freaking hard. <laughs> well, how far how far into it are you? I think I'm only like five or six levels in. Okay, um, so you, you're probably farther than I am then. Yeah, I'm, not not very far. I'm I'm in the I'm in the level where you hop in the cannon and it shoots you out to like the theme park. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Okay. So you're a little bit past that. Yeah, yeah. I'm I I jumped. I, th- I think you still – it's been probably a week or two since I played it, but I, I think it's kind of like Mario 64 where you jump in the paintings inside um, inside the – it wasn't a theme park, but – Well, yeah, well, the the guy – you you have to clean up the paint, kill yeah. the, like, the thing, and then there's the Mario, and but he, then, makes a w, he makes an M on the wall, and you jump into it. Right. Yeah, so, so I, I jumped in, and – it's it's kind of like uh, Mario 64 in the fact that each level has like I guess kind of a lot of the Mario's where it has multiple levels within within the same yeah um, 
but I think I'm within the same world, I guess. I'm five or six in, and I'm in this one where I'm inside this cave, and I'm just jumping from all these moving blocks, and I just keep falling. Um, but yeah, I I never beat... I never beat Sunshine, and it's one of my regrets because I think I've beat every other, you know, I guess I haven't played the RPG Marios, but all the other, you know, um, all the other Marios I, I've gone through and beat. Uh, 64 is one of my all-time favorite oh. games. Not just Mario games, but one of, same with 64 and then Mario Galaxy. It's it's a toss-up. I mean, See, the, the, okay, so, so you just mentioned, like, my least favorite Mario games. Really? Galaxy? So, okay, so here's the thing, right? Kay. So I, I never had a 64. Okay. Right? I went uh, Super Nintendo, PlayStation 1. Okay. Or the first PlayStation, whatever you want to call it. So I didn't play Mario 64 until much later. Like, after the point where you're like, oh, this is how a camera is supposed to work in a game. Yeah. And then I went back, and I I still enjoy it because it's Mario, and I love right. Nintendo. Right. Um, but I can't... I can't play it. Like, it is probably my least favorite 3D Mario. And then I've played through... I haven't beat them both, but i played through both the Mario Galaxies and the controls. Like, using the 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 Wii controls and... No. And I don't like when you're a little <laughs> planet and you run upside down. Right. Like, does, it, want... does, it make you, does it make you dizzy? I know it makes some people... Like, my wife, she can't even watch it. No... It just makes me mad. Okay. Because like, and and that's why you know I I I just recently got Mario Sunshine, and that's why I was like I started playing Mario Sunshine. I'm like this is it. This is this is probably my favorite 3D Mario game because it has less of the problems with the camera. Like it still has some camera issues, right? But it has less of them than Mario 64. But it doesn't have some of the stupid stuff. That I, something I feel stupid in like Mario right. Galaxy. You know, right. you just get the control, you're not running upside down. So, so yeah, hearing you say that, like, oh yeah, it's like the complete opposite. Right. Well, it's it's funny because because Mario 64 for me before I had a Nintendo 64, I, I remember um, going to Blockbuster and you could rent systems back in the day. You had to put like a yeah. hundred dollar deposit down and you'd get it for the weekend. And I remember renting Mario 64, and I was just so blown away going from Super Nintendo to 64. It was just such a giant leap having this. I mean, I guess at the time you'd probably consider open world, where it's like, hey, I can I can run around wherever I want in any direction, and that was just so incredible. I, I have it now on. I think I have it on the Virtual Console, and yeah. And yeah, the camera is crazy. I guess I'm just so used to it that, you know, I'll just swing it around and sometimes it goes bonkers and haywire, but I still like Mario 64. I I'll beat it one day. Like it, it'll happen. <laughs> like I've got it on the virtual console. I'll beat it one day, but man. But then as far as as far as a uh, Galaxy goes, see the Wii for me is is an interesting beast because I I think in a lot of ways the Wii is is underrated. At least nowadays, when it first came out, I mean, it sold, you know, I don't know how many hundreds of millions of copies. You know, everyone had a Wii. You know, grand grandparents had Wiis. People that have no business, I shouldn't have no business. People that had no interest mean. in video games yeah. bought Wiis. <laughs> you know, it's people bought them for their cabins, their vacation homes, whatever. Um, so when people now just knock the Wii, it's like, well, sure, by today's standards, you know, it, it doesn't hold up. And yeah, the motion controls were, were gimmicky. But um, 
I guess the thing I'll say in its defense as far as Galaxy goes is the first-party games on the Wii, I think what they did really well, especially Galaxy, is they limited the motion controls. You weren't having to point at the TV a ton. A lot of it was just like yeah. the waggle controls, which I know some people don't like. Those didn't bother me. It was it was the games where you're constantly pointing. Like I would never want to play a first-person shooter on the Wii because, goodness. I tried that once. Did it drive you insane, or? I'm sure. Well, I don't, I'm not a first-person shooter fan to begin with, right? So that probably doesn't do. But yeah, it's it's weird. Well, okay. So, have you ever played Skyward Sword? Yes. Love Skyward Sword, and I know a lot of people don't, but I I, I don't want to say I love it. I, okay. I I I love Zelda games. It's my the the greatest series in in gaming history, in my opinion. Right. Um. Skyward Sword I recently played for the first time within the last year and okay. it wore me out like it legitimately wore me out and that final battle like I was sweating I've never sweat playing a video game before but I was sweating <laughs> and it's because of those motion controls yeah and I don't know uh, I know Bobby Pauls has been talking about it some I don't know if he's I don't know if he gave up on the game I haven't heard yeah, of him in a you couple know, weeks I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have to ask him yeah uh, but I mean, he was he was telling me he was making some comment. I replied to him on Twitter about he was, he was jiggling around everywhere. I'm like, the, the, like he should have videotaped that, like just right. you know, just him doing it. But um, did you like the end boss though? Because I thought the end boss was one of the coolest end bosses in video games I've ever seen. You know what? I did. Okay. Um. Well, once you got past, once you got past the guy where the guy you fight in the very beginning, like the very first boss where he's got the swords and once you got yep. past him, I liked who you fought after that. Right. I I didn't like fighting that guy because what would happen is you'd have to swing in the exact right direction. Right. And that was tough. But to move your hand to get the direction you wanted to, you know, you have to move your hand to the right to swing across to the left. And when you right. move your hand to the right, it would you know, if you weren't careful, it would swing to the right and then block it and then you're dead. Right. So that's where my problem came with like the motion controls and stuff. I mean, the the, the Wii had some great games, right? Had a lot of garbage too, but right. Oh yeah, it had so much shovelware. Uh, yeah. So I mean, motion controls aren't my favorite thing by any means. I, it's just kind of funny how the perception as time's gone on that everyone talks about the Wii with such almost disdain. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I, I don't want to go back to motion controls, but for some things, some things. I, they at least implemented it well enough that it was playable. I guess I'll put it that way. Yeah, that's that's true. So, um, okay, so you're playing Mario Sunshine. What else are you playing that's old? Yeah, I'm playing Goldeneye. Uh, so talk oh. about four controls. Oh, but um, I want to play it so bad. Well, you know, and, and I haven't been playing a ton of it recently because I, uh, I got to Cuba, which is like the second to last, I think it's the second to last mission where I'm going through the, the jungle. Um. And I just these turrets keep killing me. Like I've made it through, I don't know how many missions there are, but I'm like down to like the second to last mission, and I just keep dying from these freaking turrets. But uh, it's been fun. It's it. I, I was enjoying it so much that I went out and I picked up uh, the GoldenEye remaster for the PS3 and played through that all the way through as well. But that's but, that's nothing like this the it, the 64 one, is it? I mean, <laughs> yes and no. I'm I mean not. You'll hear a lot of people on a lot of podcasts, I'll hear people say, I want a true remaster of GoldenEye. And honestly, when I hear people say that, I don't really know what they want because they remastered <laughs> GoldenEye on the on the Wii, on the 360, and on the PS3. And 
And really the main difference was they took out Pierce Brosnan and put in, um, uh, gosh, I'm forgetting his name, uh, the current Bond. Oh, yeah. I Daniel Craig. About, like, okay, Daniel. yeah. Um, so so they, they put in Daniel Craig. I mean, yes, there have been some some changes, but you would expect that on a game that's, you know, I don't know what it is, 20, 21 years old, something like, I think, Golden Knight yeah. 96. Um, but anyway, so so – the the main parts are are still the same. I mean, you you have the level where you're going through the through the ducks and you drop down on the guy on the toilet and you know all that kind of <laughs> iconic stuff that everyone remembers. I mean, there's still all that. Um, you know, you're still going after 006. Um, so I, I don't know what they'd want to remaster unless they just want a straight port where all it is is the graphics and maybe controls are just you know polished up a little bit but but goldmine is still fun i mean it's one of those it does take some getting used to that nintendo 64 controller is is uh wonky yes and then then you use those little uh the the c buttons to kind of slide back and forth and so that that kind of takes some getting used to but once you know it probably took me an hour and then i was kind of right back in it but yeah it it doesn't it doesn't compare with today's you know games but it's still fun yeah i've I will play it again sometime. Yeah, I have to I have to get it first, obviously, to play it again. But you know, and it's it's one that uh, I mean, it, it holds some value. It's probably twenty bucks most places, which I mean, it's not sixty, but it, and actually, twenty bucks is not bad for retro games these days. Like, it's I mean, not, don't be wrong. There's still a number that are cheaper than that. Right, and that's that's but, one of the things that I've so we talked about this a little bit I think before we started recording is uh is that I've been doing a lot of uh, garage sailing. And, I, I mean, the season's kind of done for the year, but it was probably probably a year, year and a half ago, I came across this YouTube channel, this this guy in Toronto called CJR. And he's supposedly uh, built his whole collection off uh, garage sales and then flipping the stuff he doesn't want. And he's got about 5,000 games. He's just got this massive collection. Yeah. So I started watching all these videos and, you know, talk about like a little fun offshoot of gaming today is, is you know, podcasts, YouTube videos. You know, you just get sucked into these things, right? Oh, of course. And so so I was every week watching his pickup videos. And I was like, okay, I, I got to try this. I got to try this. I hadn't been to a garage sale in probably years. And so I went out this year and I started, I started doing garage sales. I started uh, going to thrift shops, um, doing classified ads. And I, I wanted to keep track, so I had, before I started the summer, I had, uh, I, I don't have a massive collection, but I had 120 games. I, I counted them. That's, that's um, a pretty decent collection. I mean, it's not bad, but um, but after after the summer, I'm now up to 147, so it's not like I have like hundreds more, but I I probably, probably over the course of the summer, probably bought... I'd say probably a hundred games and then a lot of them I flipped, but then it also helped finance the ones that I wanted to keep. You know, I, I got to the point where my wife was constantly seeing me taking money out of the checking account to, uh, to go garage sailing. <laughs> She's like, are you sure this is making money? And I'm like, well, I'm not going to retire off it. So I actually, I, I remember this is father's day. I created an Excel spreadsheet and I, I mean, I tracked every last detail from how much money I was taking out, how much I was, um, buying each game for how much I was selling it for, how much my eBay fees were, and you know, like I said, I'm I'm not retiring off of it, but uh, but you it's, come it's out been positive. Fun. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I made a couple hundred bucks. Oh, that's not bad uh, at all. So I made a couple hundred bucks, 
gained 27 games out of it. So, you know, if someone, if someone said here, you know, go to garage sales for the summer, I'll give you 27 games. And, you know, I think it was like four or 500 bucks. I'd be like, yeah, I'll do that. You know, why not? So how did you, and this is something that I've been kind of struggling with. Cause I mean, I, I don't know, six, eight months ago, whatever I started, started doing my recollecting and I had nothing right. going right. into it. Um, how are you able to figure out or like make it worth your while to do garage sales? Cause like I drive past some and I know there's nothing. I mean, you could tell there's nothing worthwhile there right. that I'd be looking for. So how do you know where to go? Okay. Well, so a few things and, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling you a couple things that, I, that I've learned from this uh, CJR guy. Um, one of the things that he always does, he'll go up to garage sales and he won't see anything. And he'll just start saying, hey, do you guys have any like old school Nintendo games? And they'll say no. And then he'll say, he just keeps persisting and say, do you, so you don't have like any like Segas or, and he just starts listing off Super Nintendos and he's, he kind of just goes through the same spiel every time. And, and a lot of times he'll go to sales where they don't have anything out, but then they'll say, oh, you know, we do have, you know, a box somewhere, you know, in our garage or, or in a, in a closet somewhere. Let's, let's go grab it. And a lot of times oh. when those, when those things happen, they'll tend to sell it a lot cheaper because they kind of forgot about it. It's just, oh, it's been collecting dust. Let's, let's get rid of it. So that's, that's one way I'm not as, uh, as bold as he is. Cause yeah. he just keeps going up and he, he, they'll tell him no. And he just keeps asking, oh, you don't have this. You don't have that. You don't have this. Um, but I've done a little bit of that and it, it's helped. Um, but then I also, um, I'll, I'll scour the classified ads on, on like a Friday night before I go out on a Saturday. And a lot of the ones here will have, you know, their phone number listed. And so I'll just text them and just say, you know, do you have any video games for sale? And I'll just text everyone nearby that lists a phone number. And a lot of them won't respond, but some of them, you know, some of them will. And if they do, I, you know, write it down, write down their address and then just kind of map out my route. And a lot of times I stop at a whole bunch of others along the way. But, uh, you know, sometimes you strike out, sometimes you find, you know, some gems. I, uh, I had a time, this wasn't garage selling, but it was going to, a, a, was it a thrift store? No, it was a pawn shop. I walked inside this pawn shop and this particular shop, instead of pricing out each and every one of their games, they just had anything that was like a couple generations old, like PS2, regular Xbox and GameCube were all a buck. Um, then PS3 and 360 were all five bucks. And then I want to say the new stuff was like 15, but I walked in there and they had, uh, I want to say they had five or six GameCube games that were a buck each. Oh, I mean, nice. I got I got Paper Mario. Oh God! Uh, there's a, a Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles yeah, or something like that. I don't know if you played that before. It's no, I'm not really an RPG guy, but uh, it's it's a light RPG. I have it. Um, it came with something else. I bought it. It's okay. Yeah, but there's there's those two. There was Eternal Darkness. Oh God, uh, I want that one too. I mean, it was all five of the games I picked up were all like really valuable. Um, and since then, I, I call that place all the time. I, they have not once said that they have GameCube games. But the funny thing was, there was a guy right behind me who saw the stack in my hand, and he said to me, he said, are you buying or are you selling those? And I said, oh, I'm buying them. And he just got this, ah, oh, crap look. And I guess he, <laughs> he owns a local local game store. And so he goes to these pawn shops, and he'll buy them and then you know, flip them in his store. Now, but, do, you, do you ever go to, like, retro game stores? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean – I, I try and find the games I'm looking for uh, through garage sales or, or, or pawn shops or thrift shops first because you'll get a better deal. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have a list of all these games that I want, and and 
a lot of it is just buying buying things back, um, which just kills me now. Like I, I've decided I will not sell. Um, I will not sell systems anymore. I know only sell games if I absolutely hate it. Because I can't tell you how many things I've sold that I'm now buying back. Yeah, um, it's almost everything I'm trying to buy back right now. Yeah, is is old games I used to have. Now, the flip side of this to me is like if I have like an Xbox game, it might be a game that I'm only going to play through once. Like I, I Tomb right. Raider. Tomb Raider was great. I played through it once. I as great as it was, I. I I have enough of I'm not going to play through it again. I might as well now, try to get a few bucks out of it and get something else. Now we're talking the 360 Tomb Raider, the, the reboot? No, no, okay. the new one. We're talking about the, the Rise of the Tomb Raider. Okay, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Okay. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, I have the 361, the definitive edition, I have through the games with gold. See, I, I, I had... So I don't currently have a 360. I'm sure I'm going to buy one here soon because I've regretted ever since I've sold it. And, and I know the <laughs> Xbox One has a backwards compatibility, but... There's still a handful of games that aren't on there that I want. Um, Mark of the Ninja was a game I never beat on my 360 that I just loved. It was an Xbox arcade game. I think it's pretty similar to the Assassin's Creed Chronicle series. Okay. Or it's a, a, a 2D platformer. You're just going around hiding in the shadows and, you know, assassinating people. Um, but anyways, um, it was a game that I just loved. But then when I, I, I sold my 360 and I want to say I had like... 30 games. I sold it to put money towards my PS4, and I've regretted it ever since. Oh man! So, anyways, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I gosh, I see 360s really cheap, but I'm, I'm picky since I, I went through I think four 360s during its console life because the whole red rings of death. Yeah. So if if I'm gonna buy one back, I'll only buy the slim model. I know they came out with a model after it. I want to say it's the E model was the newest model, but the slim model. Um, didn't, the E model and the slim model both don't have the red rings of death problem that I'm aware of, and if it if they do, it's you know not as you know widely publicized. But yeah. Um, but the E model, the latest one, it, it took out, gosh, it took out one of the one of the sound options that works for my surround sound. I can't I can't think of it off the top oh, of my. Oh yeah, that 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 really that surround sounds amazing. Yeah. So so anyways, so I'm picky. I want the slim model, but I'm probably not going to pay more than, you know, 50 bucks for for a 360 cuz I see them on classified ads. Just everyone's getting rid of it. Like now, as far as collecting goes, in my opinion, now is a perfect time to collect for 360 and PS3 because oh, there's yeah, they're not they're not rare and they're they're old enough that they're cheap, but they're not so old that they're collectible and expensive like I, I've been trying to go back and buy Nintendo 64, Nintendo GameCube games, and and those are pricey. I mean, you, you can easily yep. spend, you know, 40 bucks on... I bought Mario Kart Double Dash off eBay a while back ago, and I want to say I spent like 45 bucks on it. See, I, I got it for like 30, but uh, Ben, uh, the, the normal co-host on the show, right. he I, I tried to get a hold of Smash Brothers Melee, and he really wanted to play it, and so one day he just came over. And he's like, "Dude, I just went to the game store and I bought this for you." <laughs> he, he, he paid sixty bucks for it. Yeah, yeah, it's a and price. Like, I mean, now it was in perfect condition. It had all the books inside and everything. Right. But still, okay. So, when okay, is there anything specifically you're still hunting for, or still like, do you have like a, a list or a mental list that you've made of? Hey, these are the games I want to make sure I get for different systems. 
Yes, I actually, and if you know, I and I know people listening to the podcast can't see, but I have all these notes of things I was trying to prep. And I actually do have <laughs> somewhere in my bedroom. I have a little sticky note where one day I just sat down and I wrote down all the stuff that I want to get back. Um, but I, I was telling you earlier, I have Mario 64 in the eShop. I'd like to get that physically. I'd like to get the cartridge for that. Uh, same thing with uh, Mario Kart 64. I have that in the eShop, but but I want to get that physically, which is I know it's stupid. I know people are saying no, well, no, no. I I understand it's collector's mentality. It's like I I just I want to have the actual cartridge. I want to play it on the Nintendo 64. I, uh, I actually when I was when I was prepping a couple of days ago, I was sitting at work like, okay, what what can I think to ask or bring up whatever. One of the things I have on here is like. Um, buying the physical copy compared to buying the buying the virtual console copy, right? And and I, I completely agree, man. Having well, having it, you know. Okay, so, so this this is how this is how bad it is. I have um I don't have a ton of digital games. I I actually won Uncharted four off some uh, uh there was a Twitter giveaway. Someone was promoting their channel and they said you know like subscribe what all that kind of stuff to their Twitter their Facebook and YouTube and I ended up winning Uncharted four. And I mean, I've never won anything in my life, and I thought that was awesome because I, I love the Uncharted series, and so I've played it through. But I'm just I'm waiting for it to you know I'm waiting to see someone on a classified ad sell it for twenty bucks, and then I'm, I'll go get the physical copy. Um, <laughs> kind of oh, same thing with uh, Infamous wow. Second Son. I, I see that now for about ten bucks. That's another game I have digitally. I'm like, okay, you know, one of these days when I see it for ten bucks, I'll pick it up. Um, but yeah, I, I just I, there's something about having that physical disc in hand. I mean, I understand the opposite side. Like the guys that are pure digital, I totally get that argument of you know, hey, we don't have to mess with swapping discs out. You don't have to worry about them getting scratched. I get it. I mean, there is something nice about just turning on your system and scrolling through a library, picking it, and playing it. But at the same point, if I really get passionate about a game, if I really enjoy it, I want to you know tell a friend, hey, come borrow this, you know. You know, I oh, okay. games I've uh, lent out to my brother and vice versa, or my friend Brett. We're constantly, you know, swapping games, and, and yeah, I, can, I could definitely see that argument. Uh, I'm not as bad as that though. Like when it comes to, like Xbox games, they can all be digital for all I care. Like for me though, it's that that Nintendo thing that matters. So let me ask you this. Uh, at what price range? Like, let's say there's a, a Super Nintendo or N64 game or something that you really want to play. Okay. You can get it on the virtual console for $9, $10, whatever it is. Or you could pay some high price for the physical copy. At what price do you say, no, I'm just going to get it virtually? Um, Gosh. I mean, I think the, the Double Dash paying 45 is probably the most I've paid for a retro game. Which is funny because I bought it off eBay, and then since then I've probably picked up three different copies th- from classified ads for like 25 bucks that I've then just flipped. Yeah. Um, but gosh, I-, I wish I had my list. But th- I know there are a couple of games that that I have that uh, on my list, on my wish list, that I'm not going to pick up until I see them for you know 20, 30 bucks max. Okay. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to spend 60 bucks on a retro game. Um, Double Dash was paying 45 was kind of like the one exception because it's it's got uh, these sentimental ties to me. My uh, my brother and my sisters we we played that one Christmas the Christmas right after my dad died and it's um it's just kind of special and so it's one of those things that whenever we get together now that I have a GameCube we still want to play it 
Um, so for me, that was worth it. That was worth the 45 bucks. Oh, definitely. But, but otherwise, yeah, I'm kind of, you know, 20 to 30 bucks, you know, if, you know, um, not that this is a retro game, but, uh, the, the Wii U Star Fox, that, that's a game that, you know, I'll pick it up when it hits 20 bucks. I love Star Fox, Star Fox 64. I just replayed that this last year and I've heard everyone rip on the new Star Fox. I still want to play it, but I'm not going to spend 40, 50 bucks. And even though Nintendo, even though Nintendo games don't really drop in price. That's one of the things I've really learned from flipping and from all the garage selling is uh, if I want to make, you know, and I, and I don't want to make it sound like I do it just for money. I'm doing it to build my collection. I'm using that money to buy games and. Oh yeah. But yeah. but but if, if if I'm trying to be smart about what I'm flipping, uh, Nintendo is where it's at. I, I'll buy PS3. I'll buy 360 games. I'll buy PS2. I'll buy original Xbox games, and I don't get much for those unless it's a real special title. But you find you find an old Super Nintendo, GameCube, Nintendo 64. It doesn't matter. Those even even a handful, even a first party Wii game, you know, you can still sell Mario Kart Wii for you know 20 bucks. Those those games hold their value. So if I'm looking for you know what's something I can I can flip, it's the Nintendo games. But in that same realm, I know Star Fox Wii U probably isn't going to drop a ton, but I'm kind of keeping my eye out for when it hits that twenty dollar range. It's so, probably going to have to be a, a classified ad, not a sale in a store. So so on that specific note, right? So I, I actually pre-ordered Star Fox. Okay. Right. Um, and I'm glad I did because had I heard what people said after it came out, I would never have bought it. Right. And I, I see the complaints people have, uh, but it is one of the coolest games I've ever played. I mean, when you're sitting there and you're in like one like the uh, the more open areas where you're not just flying through, you have a guy on a tail. You hit, you flick this, you know, the the controller to do a flip, and they see you behind him, and you're you're holding that controller, and it feels like you know you're a gunner in a World War II plane, nice. just like aiming it, and just and I'm like I'm like shaking my hands, like you know, I obviously don't need to, but I'm shaking them like an old gunner would. Um, but because of that game, so I bought that, and I bought the two amiibo, the okay. and uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I bought the two amiibo. And uh, uh, so now I'm like, well, now I need all the Star Fox games. Like, I need to right. have them all up. So I, I, I have a Super Nintendo, so I bought the Super Nintendo one. Um, and then I'm like, well, I got the GameCube. So I have Star Fox Adventures, which is mediocre. I, I That's one that I picked up this last year. I haven't played it yet, but yeah, I picked it, it up. I, I enjoy it. And at some point, I'm going to pick up the other Star Fox for the GameCube. Assault? Yeah, which is supposed to be okay. That's that's on my list too. Um, and that's I, I've heard uh, Star Fox Adventures is more the platformer, where Assault is more the combat. So Star Fox Adventures is like Zelda Light, right? So, uh, yeah, it, it was fun, but it's uh, I, I would not I would not like openly go out and recommend it to people. Right. But I wanted it because it's Star Fox. Right. Well, that's, you know, it's funny because I, I want, I mean, I, I have Star Fox Adventures. I want Assault. That's another one. I, I know that's on my list. Um, and then I also want, even though I, I have Star Fox 64 on my Nintendo 64, and I, I just beat it a couple months back, but I actually really want Star Fox 64 3DS. I um, Funny enough, and that's hard, that's that. a That's a hard one to find. I've been looking and looking, and it is hard to find. I saw, actually saw a classified ad yesterday where this guy had a stack of 3DS games, 
and one of them was Star Fox. And I started to get really excited, and then I read through the description, and he said, all all uh, cases have their games except Star Fox. It's just a case and manual. And I almost I almost contacted him anyways because I was like, okay, maybe I could get it for just a couple bucks, and then I could find on eBay just cartridge for cheaper too. Because you know, if you kind of piece them together, it's cheaper. But yeah, I was like, I don't know that I want to spend any money on on just a case. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, it's funny. I have the game. I don't know if Ben has the case. Ben will like randomly come over, like, "Hey, I don't play my 3ds here. Play right. this." Oh, thanks. Right. Uh, okay, so let's let's end it on this question. Okay. However long this question draws out. Okay. So, currently, I have the GameCube and the Super Nintendo. Okay. Uh, hopefully, November 11th, I will have the NES Mini Classic. Right. I say hopefully because we have no idea how hard it's going to be to get. It's going to be hard, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I have that day off, so. Okay. Um, I also have, like, birthday money burning a hole in my pocket. Okay. Now, on Monday, I'm going to the retro game store. I found one. The guy does, like, ex-military, like, veterans discounts, which works out for me, and some other stuff. So it's a real good place to go. Um, there's a chance I could walk out with an N64. There's a chance I could walk out with an original Nintendo. If you were to look between those two, which would you recommend to somebody? Gosh, I I would probably say the Nintendo 64. Um, it, it's a tough question because you're probably going to spend more, I would assume, on the original Nintendo. I'm, I'm guessing it's probably going to cost you more money. Um, uh, I want to say it'll be about fifty bucks for the Nintendo. Yeah, and you could probably it, pick a 64 for probably I'd say forty. Maybe that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I want. Um, but I love the 64. The 64. I mean, we're the same age, but that's what I was playing through high school. Um, I actually, my Nintendo 64. Um, when uh, my my brother was at or going off to college, he took it with. Let's see. He took it with him when he was going to college because I was going on a. Uh, church mission for two years, and so I couldn't take it with me, so I said, okay, you take it to college. I came back two years later, and uh, that thing was gone. He, he sold, I think he sold it. I think he got hard Dang. up for money and, and, and sold it. And, <laughs> you know, like, I wasn't, like, mad or anything, but um, but at the same point, like, for years, I was like, oh, I miss my Nintendo 64. And I kind of always had this thought, like, I'd, I'd like to go back and get one, but then, you know, I, I was kind of having this internal struggle, because I... I kept saying I want one on one on one uh, side. I'd think that. Then on the other side, I think, okay, I'm going to spend the money. I'm going to get it. It'll be fun for ten minutes, and the nostalgia will wear off, and I won't play it again. Okay, it's well, it's not the case, though, is it? No, it was probably about a year and a half ago. And I know for a lot of people that probably would be the case. Like, I get it. Me and you, us guys that like retro games, it's there's probably more guys that would rather play just the new stuff. I like all games. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. say I only like this or I only like that. I, I just like games. I mean, it's just. As simple as that, um, but uh, but yeah, I got the Nintendo 64, and I think when I when I first got it, gosh, I want to say it came with like two or three games. It wasn't much, and I don't have a ton of games. I think I have like 22 or something for it right now. You're, you and, realize you're making me jealous, right? <laughs> well, so I went to I went to this retro game store, and they they had you know they had all the games that were like 40, 50 bucks. Yeah, you know, they had some twenty dollar ones, and then they had a, a bin that was like three for ten, 
and a lot of them were like sports titles. But for me, that was great because yeah. Uh, when Madden 64 came out, I remember going over to a friend's house and literally we popped that thing in at 6 p.m. and we played till 6 a.m. And we were so blown away. I mean, nowadays this wouldn't be a, a big deal at all, but we were so blown away that if you started a season uh, in Oakland, actually, which makes it sound like I always play the Raider, Raiders, I don't. I just remember we were, I think every game we switched teams, but we played, a, uh, it was like a preseason game in Oakland and they had the baseball diamond still there. Uh, oh, nice. And so I thought that was such a cool touch, which nowadays, I mean, I don't know if they do that or not, but but little things like that, I was really blown away by. I was I was blown away by the fact that at the time they kind of looked three dimensional. Um, but so, anyways, so so sports games I love, wrestling games I haven't watched WWE in a long, long time, not since high school. I, I was actually more of a, a WCW guy back in high school. Oh but no, I love. <laughs> You're a, but you're a big Sting fan, weren't you? Yes, <laughs> yes I was. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, Sting, and then in in, uh, in the WWF, I was a, I, my brother was a Hulkamaniac, and I was a little warrior. I mean, that's oh, I, to, that's I saw I, Ultimate Warrior Fight Live against yeah. uh, 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 the Nature Boy. Rick Flair. Rick Flair. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, I saw this, that. Okay. That was so this amazing. is this is a deep cut. But back when back when AOL was was a thing, and everyone had their AOL Instant Messenger, my uh, AOL name. I had two AOL names back in the day. One was uh, one was Brett, and then the number two, and then Hart. Nice. And then my other name was Jim Helwig, which is the Ultimate Warrior's real name. I would have never have known that. And. And so I would get people all the time that would IM me and be like, are you really the ultimate warrior? <laughs> because they well, figure, you know, he wouldn't, you know, if, if someone knows his real name, you know, on this, you know, this was, you know, mid-90s. Well, before, before Twitter, we had verified accounts. Right, right. So, so yeah, I was the ultimate warrior. I was Jim Helwig. But anyways, um, I, I used to love the Nintendo 64 wrestling games, the uh, WCW versus NWO World Tour um, what was it? WCW, NWO, Revenge, um, and then there was like WWF, Raw is War, I think was or Warzone. It was called Warzone. Okay. Um, anyway, so all these Nintendo 64 wrestling games, I just love. My my brother and I, one year, I was I was getting uh, WCW versus NWO World Tour from from Santa. I'm saying that in air quotes. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I should just think for a second that, that people hearing us wouldn't have seen that. I, would. <laughs> I was very confused. Um, so I was, I was getting that one year from Santa, and we knew we knew where the presents were hidden, and so we actually took, uh, you know, it was it was tape shut. We took a razor blade to cut that tape real finely and oh, took God. it out, and me, my brother, and my brother's best friend played that game. It was like a week before Christmas. We played it for all night long for a couple nights. And when Christmas finally came and I opened it, I had to act surprised. Not only that, I mean, my parents didn't know this, but we had already unlocked like every wrestler in that game. Um, <laughs> and it, it was just so much fun, you know, stupid things now where you look back at it now and you're like, okay, I can't tell you how many times we would immediately go and reach underneath the ring and pull out a chair. And all we'd want to do is, is whack each other back and forth with, with the chairs. And, um, but anyway, so... You'd think that that would get old now, 
when when I bought my Nintendo 64, then I went to that thrift shop where they had, I think it was a three for 10 bucks. Um, I bought a handful of wrestling games. I came home, popped that thing in, and I mean, it was just so much fun. The gameplay on it is, is simple. I mean, it's very arcadey, but it's just so yeah. easy to pick up and play. And, and one of the things I, I love about the, the retro games, especially Nintendo 64, is I think a lot of them are made to be played in um, or in short intervals. I mean, you could definitely play for hours and hours and hours, but there's there's not too many like Fallout style games where you're gonna sink 200 hours into it. Oh, you definitely. Know, uh, at least not not to beat it. You might play a game forever and ever, but you know you can beat Star Fox 64 in in one sitting. And I think I think when I beat it a couple months back, it was like two hours. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I took the short route, but still. You can you can sit down and play it all the way through. These wrestling games, you can sit down for an hour and you can you can win the heavyweight championship, get the credits to roll. And um, for me, where I don't I don't have hours on end to game. I mean, I love to game and I'm always trying to find time to game. But most of my gaming is, you know, my wife's a nurse, so she works every Friday night. Friday night when the kids are asleep and when my wife's at work, that's when I play the most. During the week, if if I get, you know. If I get 20 minutes on a Monday and maybe an hour on a Wednesday, you know, maybe another 15 minutes here or there, that's, you know, that's good for me. Um, yeah. Weekends I'll definitely play more. But uh, but so these games that you can play for, you know, 20, 30 minutes, they're they're perfect for me. But so yeah. I, I guess I guess the uh, the uh, the answer I would say is I I would go for the Nintendo 64 because you're gonna be able to pick up the the NES. Classic. I mean, I know it's you're not going to be able to buy extra games for it, but you'll be able to pick up that for sixty bucks and have thirty games right off the bat. But yeah, and, I mean, in, it's, it's in a time I'll own both. Right. Like, I mean, it, I don't it, I don't currently own a Super Nintendo, but I want to get one of those. If oh, I love my Super Nintendo. See, and uh, yeah, see, I'm jealous there because those are really expensive. I mean, you'll see people that'll post these classified ads where it'll be a Super Nintendo and like fifteen games, and they'll be asking five hundred bucks for it. Yeah, see, I lucked out, and I went to my parents' house, and my original Super Nintendo was sitting there, not plugged in. I'm like, by the way, I'm taking this now. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I've just had to put the money into the games, which I haven't had to pay too much. I've been getting some pretty decent deals on and, games. But. And I'm telling you, I I do not find Super Nintendo games garage selling. I, I know they're out there, um, but I just haven't. I think I've come across, like, one or two. Yeah. But So, yeah, that's... that's um, that's definitely one that's on on my radar. Well, on Monday, I'll go to the retro game store. So if, if you have your if, if Twitter goes off saying that someone's tagged you in something, <laughs> and it's a picture of me sitting there smiling with like an N sixty four, you'll you'll know why. Okay. Well, even even if it's you smiling with the NES, man, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it could just be me smiling with a stack full of games. Yeah, yeah. We'll, you we'll can't go, you can't go wrong either way. I mean, they're both gonna be fun. Um, but yeah, for me. For me, I, I like the Nintendo 64 a lot. Okay. That's, that's what I've been fighting with, but all right. But all it, right. Yeah, it all depends. Yeah. Well, we better get out of here. Uh, I think I'm going to hop on another Skype call or thing with some other people here in a little bit. It has been awesome having you on. Appreciate it. Uh, had a lot of fun. We'll definitely have to get together again sometime, maybe okay. have you on one of my normal episodes. Okay. Uh, anything you want to say, plug, whatever, before you're out? Um, no, I mean, I, I don't have a podcast of my own, um, but you can, you can follow me on, on Twitter. My handle is C red underscore 81. 
Um, yeah, and I definitely, that's, that's where I get the nerdiest and talk about video games. You know, I, I created a Twitter <laughs> account thinking, okay, I'm tweet about sports and I do that some too. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, you know, you, you get, you get sucked in, into these, I don't want to say sucked in, but you, you, you find these communities and these group of other gamers and it's just so much fun. So yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter and, uh, and we'll, we'll have fun talking games. Yeah, if you follow him on Twitter, you will definitely get uh, get to snoop in on some massive conversations. <laughs> yeah, so. it, it's it's all about games. Nothing uh nothing too. Yeah. I, I mean, if you're a gamer, it, it's it's fun, you know. And t- today with with the Nintendo announcement, gosh, it was it was hard to focus at work. Oh. And my cowork my the coworker that I sit right next to, he's a big gamer too. So we were both just nerding out all day long. That was. That was insane. Like as soon as it was over, I pulled up my Twitter and I, and like I could just see like how how many things I posted in the last like 15 30 seconds. Well, I mean, you had yeah, you had the Nintendo Switch and then you had an hour later Red Dead, which I love Red Dead and and I was so excited for the Red Dead trailer, but then when when they dropped the bomb on us, when was it last night that they were revealing the Switch? I totally forgot about Red Dead. And I, Red Dead's a day one purchase for me. You know, I I'll, I'll buy yeah. that right away. So so yeah, it was it was a it was a lot of fun today on on the on the Twitter machine. Yeah, yeah, it made work a lot better today. Yeah. So, all right, man. Well, like I said, it was uh, great having you on, great talking to you, and uh, I don't know, I'll talk to you some other time. Hey, appreciate it. All right. Later. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> We have conquered Skype!